Hey everyone, welcome to Real and Theo Talk Recovery, episode Who Cares? <laughs> I'm Rio. I'm Theo. Awesome. And uh, I think today we're going to talk about meditation. And uh, I think today we're also going to get into a little bit of um, our history with meditation and what it means to us and perhaps even what our practice looks like. And if you guys are really good out there, I'll even do a meditation for you at the end of the episode. So they're really good. You got to earn it, guys. Yeah. Meditation isn't free. It comes with lots of conditions. Oh, wait, <laughs> it's the opposite of that. Thank yeah. God. Okay. Actually, that's been the lovely thing about meditation. Yes, <laughs> very true. Very true. So I guess to start, um, I just, uh, I'll, I'll ask you some questions, Theo, and uh, I would love to hear your perspective on them. So I like, I guess to begin, what was your introduction to the idea of meditation or mindfulness, or perhaps the first time you meditated? Yeah. So I, uh, been thinking about that a lot this last week and I, did not know what, I had no introduction to meditation or mindfulness or until I got sober. Um, I don't even remember like thinking of other people doing it, you know, uh, and mindfulness was definitely not a part. If I thought of meditation, I probably thought on, thought about people on a cushion, you know, um, sitting like cross-legged and as I'm like literally sitting now uh, and scoffed at it, you know. But I remember I was in treatment and uh, we had like different people come in to like do different things with us to like see what might stick. And this person came in and they did a guided meditation and we all laid on the ground and there were like tons of people. I remember like snickering and like whispering and like, we're not really like in it. Right. Um, and for whatever reason I was, uh, and I don't remember what the meditation was over. I have no idea, but I know that whenever I sat up at the end, I thought, God, it sounds so fucking hokey, man, but I thought this shit is better than drugs. Um, and it was like the first time that, and in a long time, if ever, that I had this like sense of peace, not only like in my head, right? But it was like a very physical, vis visceral reaction to, um, to calming down because I, I was on go all the time. Um, and so that was like the first time. And then I didn't meditate again, really for years. Uh, I got that first taste and was like, that was great. Just going to ride this high. And then it was like, no, I'm actually, recovery is actually doing a lot of work. Um, and then I got to circle back around. So that was my first time. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, uh, oh man. So, so when I be, I knew about med meditation, but not in the context of mental health or, you know, creating more productivity in my life or all of the benefits. I just knew it was something cool people did. Like, like, oh man, if you're a monk out there, you know, monks in my head at the time, um, also knew, knew Kung Fu and uh, quite often sure. fought some sort of evil supervillain somewhere. Um, you know, the, I had a general sort of like Western interpretation of Eastern culture based on like movies and stuff like that. So I, I had no, of the entire culture into or right. multiple cultures into right. one. Yeah. I had no concept that monks were actually peaceful. I thought they were all about punching people in the face and being badasses. 
so of course that's what drew 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 me to it to uh begin with um but the the first time i meditated i was listening to like a youtube video and i was like 30ish years old i don't even think i was sober yet i was like 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 i might have been in my late 20s or something and i wasn't doing it i was just listening to the words and like i was like oh, yeah my my chakras are doing something. It's, it's very, it's very exciting. I can, I can feel it. I'm becoming my, you know, my best inner badass. I, I have to learn how to punch people in the face too. Um, and uh, <laughs> my, my, like, like even like, like it's such an interesting story and I don't know if I want to tell it right now, but my introduction to Buddhism and like what caused me to be interested in it happened in Oklahoma and um, I'll just give a brief summary of it, I suppose. No, but like, 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 um, I moved into this apartment, and next door to me in this apartment was uh, a, um, a police officer. And at least that's what he told me. I, for all I know, I was in great danger. Um, but he, um, he said that he used to be a monk in Vietnam, and. Uh, he told me all about sort of uh, traditional Buddhisty stuff, you know, and in, in this, you know, as much as you can communicate to someone in uh, just a couple minutes. And I was like, like I saw this guy as like some like tough guy, cool person that had tattoos and like all like all of the surface kind of stuff that might attract someone that doesn't really have a spiritual connection to anything. And I was like, man, I want to do that. That's cool. Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. And um, because of him, I got into it. And uh, I can even tell you the first time I meditated after that experience, but at, like when I was so sober um, after I joined AA, I stumbled into this fancy thing called um, called uh, refuge recovery. Um, like I think after 18, you know, like I spent like 18 months in AA. So, so I stumbled into refuge recovery and I meditated in person in a group for the first time in my life. And I had that same reaction, like, oh, this is it. Like, like, like this is the point, man. Like, this is what I'm talking about. What is this connection? Like community? That's weird. Like, you know, all these people are just really nice. Like no one's, you know, telling me to be something that I'm not. What an exciting adventure this looks like. And, um, you know, at the time that was like really, really, really desirable. So I, uh, I guess that was my first experience with it. And, uh, ever since then, I've been pretty, I've been pretty consistent because I, I just connected with it and was just like, I just freaking love it, love, love the experience of it. So I of course learned, sorry, I'm going to rant for another six minutes about this, man. I'm so jacked up right now. I like, I know. <laughs> I'm going to pause a brief pause and go back to the questions. So Theo, can yeah. you give me an example of how meditation has helped you in recovery? Oh, um, I mean, I can probably provide a lot of examples of that. Uh, I, I think what was important for me early on with meditation was like uh, letting it be whatever it was because like as I kind of navigated recovery 
having some of the programming that I do, I have a tendency to use tools to um, to beat myself with, you know, and meditation could have been that. I could have allowed meditation to be the thing that's like, oh, I'm not good at it. I And I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, like I can't quiet my thought. I can't, uh, I can't stay focused on my breath. I can't stay in my body, like all of these different reasons for why I'm not good at meditation. So allowing meditation to be what it is, whatever it is, has been really, really valuable for me. Um, and it's created an opportunity for a lot of self-compassion. Um, yeah, it's a practice, letting it be a practice that I can continue to come back to and not ever have I had to be perfect at it. Um, and not ever have I been perfect at it. You know, for a long time, meditation for me was running and it was definitely not sitting still. It was a lot of focusing on my breath, you know, but um, meditation has come with movement for me as well. And these days it is a lot more still, but I still like I took a walk earlier through the woods and it was a meditative process to be present and mindful with what was around me. So there's a few things that it's done for me in my recovery no for sure that's great i uh i probably should have like limited the scope of that question a little bit and like can can you just list you know all of the benefits that you've experienced over the last 15 years or you know so, or, or whatever so yeah yeah <laughs> i mean like, compassion, compassion for others generosity <laughs> yeah. reciprocity yeah. uh yeah equanimity um loving kindness like meta yeah. i i don't know man uh yeah, and I and I basically have a story for every day that I've experienced. Every yeah. Single one. Yeah. yeah I absolutely. okay. So I had a friend <laughs> message me the other day and like I've talked to you about like exchanging gratitude lists and stuff, but somebody talking about meditation being an opportunity opportunity to zone in rather than space out. And like it's why I deleted social media again this week, is because I am very, very good at spacing out. And meditation has been this practice of zoning in. Ooh, that's good. I like that. And you Yeah, it came from a friend and then I realized later that it probably came from the Insight Timer app, actually. <laughs> Heck yeah. Because we both used that. And I saw it that day. It's a great app. I so I I suppose for me, my my you know, my my explanation is gonna be like effectively the same. It's it's just been a hugely beneficial thing in my life and how it's been it's beneficial for me and I think what I want to really drive home on this is so much of recovery was like doing things for others or trying to get out of myself or like you know focusing on other things or you know letting go of my uh you know my my um you know desires to manipulate outcomes but meditation seemed like something i could do for me that i had control over in a situation where i didn't feel like i had a lot of control so it kind of gave me you know like a little build building block behavior which you know allowed me to not feel helpless at uh, very you know various parts of my life um, it also, you know, gave me 
something to aspire to. It gave me like, like I just dug it, man. I loved feeling how I felt when I meditated in a group. And I was just like, man, if I had that all day long, like, you know, if I had access to that, my life would be much better. And I mean, what I didn't really realize is like the scope of that was too small. Like my life is better, but every life that I touch is better. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all these interactions I have are better. I have, I have the same, the same ability to cause harm in other people's lives as they do in mine. I have the same ability to, you know, be an absolute shit heel. I have the same ability to be a, you know, vengeful prick, but like, through meditation, I can curb those things a little bit. I can calm, I can find a place where, you know, that's more connected to my authentic self, which is, you know, generally a kind, happy little Labrador retriever guy that just wants to like make cool shit and share it with people. You know what I mean? Just wants to like share and experiences and do stuff that, you know, interests me, which is kind of feels, you know, in a sense that I got my life back from it which is you know a hard thing to say because you know there's sort of existential problems with my life outside of meditation that I would not be able to handle or deal with or have even survived had I not had a practice like that um I I just saw it as the answer and whether or not that's you know something that is always meant to be true or always meant to be you know um healthy it's been you know i i was able to use it to avoid a whole lot of shenanigans and a whole lot of difficulty um not in like an aversion to those things sort of sort of way but in a way that allowed me to feel what i was feeling in a way that you know didn't cause me to lose my mind or feel overwhelmed 100 percent of the time or you know, feel like I was helpless in, in this experience. It gave me, you know, I, I almost looked at it as like an action that I could take, which sort of gave me, oh, like a little bit more agency. That's a great word. Agency in my own mental health and recovery journey. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, um, I mean, that of course comes with all the qualifiers in the world of saying that I'm certainly not perfect at those things and I'm certainly not expressing them in the most noble sense at all times, but it gave me enough to get by. And uh, I'm kind of constantly reminded, like, especially when I meditate with people or when I connect with people in a community or when I like have people, you know, call me for support of some type or like to share to share what they're experiencing or you know something like that just like like a connection reminds me like man like that's that's what like cleared that space internally in myself to have that experience like it's really been like something that i've like you know held held on to that like it's like a behavior that i just don't want to live without and I don't know how else to describe it. I'm, 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 I'm pretty passionate about it. I'm, I'm kind of a big nerd for that sort of stuff. So it just is what it is. Like, again, I'm not a perfect example of anything. It's just, uh, I have nothing but positive things to say. And of course, uh, it, it's a big topic. So I talk for the next six hours about it. But I mean, just as like, right. a, you know, the cliff notes, that's uh, it's kind of what it's done done for me. 
even you, that there's so much there you know yeah but like like if you've you know if you know me and you've looked at my life and you're like wow this huge awkward italian stranger i can't believe some, something this bizarre could exist or this you know like 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 whatever you think about my life it could have been worse much 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 worse oh yeah and it just kind of gave me a place you know a thing a vibe you know i don't i don't know how to describe it it just like like spirituality kind of became a weird north star that i just kept pursuing you know for good and bad but anyway um yeah yeah so Oh, man. So there's so much there and there's so much that I want to say, but instead, I think I'm going to, um, well, okay. I'll say one thing you, you talked about, like the distinction between recovery being this thing where you're always kind of like looking outside of yourself. Right. Um, and I think that that can be valuable for, for time. Um, and that services, we've talked about it before, you know, that it, it can absolutely be valuable and remains to be valuable at times. Um, but meditation being this thing that you get to do for you and for me, for me also, this thing that's like mm -hmm. um, gives me the space to look inside and kind of see what's there in the space to process and hold that. And I have, you can't see it because of the sun, but there's a post-it note up here that says meditation is self-generosity uh, because I leave it there all the time so that I remember. Yeah. Um, but the questions that I wanted to ask is for people who maybe don't meditate or you know we've talked a little bit about the the value of it right um but maybe kind of like the nuts and bolts of like what what does that look like what has it looked like like kind of a um how to even can you can you offer something like that yeah, for sure. Like if I if I go off the rails, just let me know and I'll reel it back. But like the no, keep, stay off the rails. Cool. We just keep providing prompts. Yeah, I I work best in the wilderness. You know what I mean? Um, Same. The <laughs> you the, totally don't. But <laughs> hey, I'm talking about a metaphorical wilderness, and you mm -hmm. have a literal version of that. Sure. I, I need the safety of the indoors, the will, the, you know, the wilderness <laughs> I'm talking about is in fact, other humans and the inside yes. of myself, Fair enough. but, uh, the, the, um, like, like I suppose the mechanics of it are at its very basis, like, like the very basic of it is that you are trying to bring your awareness to your breath and be a, like sort of connect with the reality of what is happening to you right now to my to my understanding that's that's just like when i think of just the mechanics of it it is learning to be at ease with what is mm. and that looks different for different people at different like i don't want to say like like levels but let's just say like that looks different for people based on the conditions of their life. So yeah. being at ease with what is might be like, oh, I feel anxiety 24 hours a day and there's nothing I can do about it. So for 15 minutes, I attempt to sit with my anxiety 
mm-hmm. and bring my awareness to the anxiety that I'm feeling in a way that's meant to reduce harm to me. And that mm-hmm. 15 minutes is like, you might have to do that 15 minutes a thousand times, but eventually, you know, there, like there will be progress made. Even if the anxiety is still there, you might be able to sort of experience more space. So I'm about to get real weird. So I think that awareness is actually a muscle that we can grow and that we can strengthen and that we can expand the capacity of. I don't think there's a whole lot of, um, like I would say most people, um, myself included, um, I'm not going to say that I have some kind of anything, but like, you know, like, like most folks are identified with the thoughts in their head. They are, they assume that those things are them, which um, is about to go again off the deep end, but like, you know, the, it is the examining of the processes that are happening in our experience in a way which allows us to, you know, eventually a long enough timeline become experts of our own systems and to become experts of our emotional landscape and to be able to mm-hmm. navigate those things in a way that is less damaging. It seems that that's the way it goes. It seems like you don't go that far without realizing that, you know, it's really about, you know, making your life better or reducing the harm that you're experiencing. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine someone uh, using these tools in a, like in a way to, you know, bring more suffering into the world or something. Like, I'm sure it's possible, but I just like it, it, it tends to go the way of, of, you know, making things better for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And then by proxy for the world around you. Um, it always, it always annoys the heck out of me, man. Like, like the things like, like you want to talk about it, like a little bit of like, you know, I'm going to really open up the curtain here. You know, I'm going to step down from my soapbox and get into the real, real Sean feelings here. The shit that I have heard people say to me about meditation and recovery just hurts, man. It's just like, you want to talk about there, there's like a metaphor that they use where, you know, um, the idea is that you're hit by an arrow and the first wound is unavoidable. And the second wound is when you're like, oh, fuck you. Someone shot an arrow at me. And you cause like, like, and you sort of overreact to the experience, which like magnifies the difficulty of what you're experiencing. So, so I've taken like a few arrows, um, like, like in this regard. So, so I'm going to do my best to, uh, you know, the, the, you know, not exacerbate it, but I've heard a lot of like, oh, you can't fix the mind with the mind. Like the answer is not within you. <clears throat> the, like, you know, just, I think there's a lot of the process, which is kind of steeped in like mysticism or steeped in some sort of understanding that just didn't like, 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 I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess I just like, I'm not trying to talk smack or nothing. It's just. Well, I I will. I thoroughly disagree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and I know that you do too, and that's why you're sharing it. But um, I, the first thing that I think I would say um, regarding that is that 
when I meditate, my goal is not to fix my mind. Um, that's not mm, meditation for me. Isn't um, it's it's not a step, you know. It's not a, a self help book. It's not a diet. It's not any of these things that people use to change or fix some like perceived issue, you know, and that's not really, and I, I'm sure that I've used meditation in that way before, um, but it's not to fix my mind. It's to listen. It's to connect. It's to, I mean, zone in, you know, um, I, if I am anxious and I meditate, it's not like at the end of it, boom, never anxious again you know um maybe i feel better maybe i feel fucking worse um yep. but it's not yep. ever like to fix the problem and i think that that's going back to your question earlier about like what does meditation what has it offered me in recovery is it's offered me a, another path where i'm not always trying to fix my problems or fix me and instead realizing that the that maybe I don't need fixed you know that the perceived like you were talking about earlier you know it's like the perceived damage that my thoughts or feelings like that I try to identify with um like the perceived damage that they are creating is not like something I need to like fucking drywall you know it's sure. something that I have to hold and sit with um, and so I think that that's um, that's what I thought about first. It's like the mind cannot fix the mind. It's like, well, good because I'm not trying to, you know. Um, exactly. <laughs> and I, 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 sorry. No, no. I, I, I also, um, this this could be a much bigger conversation, and I and I'm gonna keep it limited right now. But I also don't believe that uh, the answers are not inside of us. Um, I carry around the idea or belief or what, however you want to like phrase that, that the instructions are there. Um, and that meditation for me is a route to better understand them. Um, right done <laughs> so so excited, so excited to talk right now first off i want to say i'm trying so hard to not turn this into like sean talks about the atrocities of oklahoma recovery to the world you know hour when when it's not really about <laughs> that hour it's like like it's really is just like i was not able i was not skillful enough to like bring something that i'm passionate about to people that were adverse to it because I was not skillful enough. So, so, so you're really the root of me even talking about any of this in the first place <laughs> is like, is like, Hey, Sean fucked up and uh, or not fucked up. I'm saying that as a joke, but like, I, I was not skillful enough to do that. So if I'm going to talk about it, I should also include, you know, those sort of things. Like, I think the answer you gave is perfect. And like, like, I feel that there is like like your intuition isn't broken man like right like like there there is no like 
Yeah, like I like I deeply agree with what you said. And there is certainly clearing that needs to happen and unwinding and like examination and all this other stuff. But like, you know, your human experience is not irrevocably destroyed. And even if and even if it is, even if it is, you can still use, you know, in this imaginary world where where soul sickness is real and we're all just you know, broken and stuck this way forever. And there's nothing we could do about it except, you know, wait for God to fix it. Um, like you, you can still live a more compassionate life with it or treat, you know, you use, use it as a way to, you know, bring more peace into your experience, which will let you treat people around you better. Right. But, but I mean, this is like, you know, I'm sure anyone listening to this is on board with that. So it's just like, like, like a big one I've heard is that it's, it's lazy. Um, meditation is like not a productive use of your time. And uh, like, I think it's the opposite of lazy. It's, 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 it's using your time in the present as you're doing it and in the future more efficiently. It's, it's like learning, at least for me, the systems that exist in my experience and how I can best you 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 utilize those things to to be an effective human, which is what I ultimately would love to do. Because we are not like 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 we are a wave of experience. Like 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 if it's really easy, especially in recovery to like see time as like this really compressed thing where like, if something feels bad, it's going to feel bad forever. If something's, you know, if some, if you have a resentment, it's like all, you know, and you've experienced it for six months, you know, the same resentment over and over and over again, coming up, it's easy to think that that's going to be forever, but so much of this is not forever. And so right. much of this is like, you know, growth and change and like practice metamorphosis exactly and it's like having like a little bit of like like oh, okay when I feel this I can just breathe and I can let it go I have like I have a resentment um or you know from I I, I have a resentment from Oklahoma that like this person I have done like I'm going to be really fair and say about 200 hours or no, no, I'm sorry about like, if you think of like a meditation as a half an hour for each group. Right. So like whenever we do a forgiveness me meditation, it's this person. It has been consistent that way for four years. I've spent, you know, at least a hundred hours practicing forgiveness for this person. And I still do it to this day. What does that mean? I don't know. But for me, it means that I I can lessen that burden mm -hmm. because I guarantee you that person isn't thinking about me every other day or whenever he's triggered or whenever this thing comes up. It's just like, it's it's giving myself the opportunity to ease into these experiences which are happening. It's real, I feel it. I. I'm having the experience of that, but it gives me a way to soften it. 
it gives me a way to, you know, blunt that because ultimately I don't want to dislike anyone. Right. And uh, that's like been such like a beautiful experience for me in the actual existential nightmare of the last, you know, three or four years. And just like being a, because like, I don't talk of like, it's, it's that, it's that here, man. Like, I don't even talk about it that much. Like, because it's just like, such like, I just know, like, I have to work that hot coal until it goes away. Because I don't want to, I don't want it inside of me anymore, which is what she said. Which is, which is how I'll end that. I also wanted, sorry, I'm not going to end it there. I'm going to go off on another little rant here. Um, okay. Before you go ahead, do, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think that what's, I think that what's cool about what you're talking about also is that because I, I have pe similar people, like similar people who come up like regularly whenever I'm practicing forgiveness or even like meta, you know, um, and what I find to be really cool is whenever I experience that same compassion that I can in that practice, outside of the practice. Earlier today, I thought about somebody who's like going through a hard thing um, that I, it's a person just that I struggle with that's going through a hard thing. And instead of whatever I might have felt, um, I was like oddly flooded with compassion for them. I was like, and this is like, it's like a big struggle person, you know? Um, but I was like, man, their heart, that has to be hard. I hope they're all right. And I want good things. And then I was like, whoa, like this is a direct result of like, I won't even call it this work that I'm doing. It's a direct result of this practice of like doing this thing that's felt, felt so novel, you know, like practicing, offering forgiveness to someone over and over what feels like for fucking ever. Right. Um, and still struggling so much with them. Um, but then you get these, I get these like brief moments where it's like, Oh, Oh, that coal yeah. is not there. It's this cool water now, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think my practice is in the place or like, you know, my, my thing is in the place where I mostly worry about relationships and mm -hmm. I don't mean relationships externally. I mean, relationship with myself mm -hmm. for things that come up. So, so it's almost like, you know, my relationship with the coal let's call it the hot coal has changed mm -hmm. and that is like improve the quality of my life and yeah. let me you know pass that along to the people I interact with um yeah and, is... and yeah that's the other thing that I was thinking about when you were talking is you talked about people calling meditation lazy um and which could I mean I could rant for hours about terms like laziness and productivity and what they mean to our value and who we believe we are as humans uh but I won't today uh but what it made me think of is people also I've heard it called selfish and or like self-centered you know which are like the big big bads in recovery um but I think that we've made it plain even just throughout the time that we've talked so far today that like 
and my experience has definitely been that meditation is not just for me. It is something that's for me. And my intention in doing it is ultimately for me, but the consequences do impact others. I am a better parent when I am taking better care of myself. I am a better partner. I'm a better like family member. I'm a better friend. Like I'm a better fucking guy at the grocery store, you know, like, <laughs> so it's whether or not it's selfish or self-centered and intent uh, doesn't make much of a difference when the results are the same. Personally. Right. And uh, like, like seeing as that we're talking about, you know, sort of opposition to it that we've heard over the years, um, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. go right to my favorite one that I've ever heard. And that I, um, you know, this, uh, you know, like, like, like this was a inpatient recovery. Um, like, like I used to take them like a meditation group into in like an inpatient recovery center. And um, I went to one on Christmas day and um, I was with a friend and we did the meditation. I don't even remember. Like, I think I led the meditation at that point. Like, like I, I said the words out loud and like five minutes before it was over, someone stood up and they're like, this is witchcraft on the Lord's day, baby Jesus's day birthday. This is witchcraft and walked out. And I was just like, 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 like if you could only you know, see my face, like, 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 like I just stopped and I was like, fuck like i'm so sorry like this like 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 i thought i was doing a nice thing like i was i was very offended at the time but um yeah i will not even like dignify that with much of a point other than like every religious culture and history has practiced some form of meditation i like like i guess my point in telling that story is not to like <laughs> you know shame you know shame anyone or whatever because because i mean the person just wanted you know well you know what they wanted on that day but to well, and they felt like that up, was true to them. And and like just to bring up that there does not need to be any religious dogma attached to this behavior or this sure. practice. It can yeah. be like I I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Sam Sam Harris's book 10, 10% Happier, um, mm -hmm. which is a wonderful secular view of the practice of meditation and its benefits. Right. And I would also bring up Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, which is a wonderful Christian mystic view of meditation and mindfulness, because Eckhart Tolle, to my understanding, is a Christian mystic. Um, and then, you know, you could look at Ram Dass, or you could look at, you know, any, any, uh, like, whatever, like, angle you feel comfortable with approaching like like meditation yoga deep deeper spiritual concepts there is someone from your faith tradition it doesn't like there is someone just like you who is doing it like regardless of your feelings about it you know someone with your beliefs your values your social status whatever it is there's someone that's doing it um that exactly like you in that in that case and um I I just like like again it's just kind of weird the things that you hear and you know at the time didn't know what to say and now you're like well at least it you know gets to be an awkward story that you get to tell someday to to strangers on the internet which is brings me so much joy um but yeah and I think that um there is there is kind of 
there is kind of a change is so painful for people with addiction problems. Change is so difficult for people with addiction problems. And you would be remiss if you didn't use everything at your disposal to lessen that suffering because it sucks. Change sucks for anyone and let alone someone that's like, you know, two or three weeks off of their substance of choice. You know what I mean? Like any change sucks at that point. Like so much of recovery in general, now I'm really on my fucking soapbox fucking sucks like like the things that you feel kind of difficult no one's gonna deny that there's also like beauty and joy and wonder and all this other stuff but like there's a percentage of it that just sucks and there's not much anyone can do about it it's not even your fault it's just a part of the process (laughs) um I was listening to iron and wine earlier and I think I think I know right I found my ox cord died in my car right and so I just have my old cd case in there right now and I have all these old burned cds and I found this one that said feel good revolution and I was like hell yeah and it is like iron and wine bright eyes like it's a bunch of sad fucking songs um which says a lot about it was like early recovery theo what feel good meant um but there's a line from whatever song I was listening to it's like there's no way to grow that don't hurt um and I think about that with recovery and I think about it with therapy I was talking to somebody about that yesterday that like yes it is gnarly and it's painful um but it's so beautiful too like the unfolding that happens like I for me my experience has been like I I've seen beauty without pain absolutely I've experienced beauty without pain but um, I don't think that I've experienced pain without somewhere along the timeline it may be pretty fucking far away but without beauty yeah that's wonderful that's a great way to look at it I I'll like I'll I'll draw a small example from from my own suffering and and someday I'm gonna be fixed you know like I'm not gonna have a muscle pushing up against the base of my spine and ruining my life um but like over the last, what has it been? Four years, two months, and about a week. Over that period of time, I have not been able to sit comfortably. Like, like imagine waking up and having the worst day of your life every day for three years. And there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. There's nothing you can do. from. You just have to feel it. So like, what do you do in that situation? Well, I breathed with it. I felt it. I did the best I could to find sort of space in that experience. And I also, because I'm kind of already on this like optimism kick from the meditation I was doing and being around optimistic people, I tried to find the, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching the time where I'm finding the beauty in it. I don't know if I'm all the way there, but like, man, the small, small victories on the way, like, it's like learning to appreciate things more. It's like knowing that like, when, like, like, you know, right now, 
there are several things wrong with my life or not wrong, but like, you know, things that I want to correct or things that I want to like be, a, you know, I, I sure, sure wouldn't mind a job again. You know, that'd be nice. I, I sure wouldn't mind, uh, you know, you know, a lot of things, but um, being able to appreciate where I'm at and what I'm experiencing in a way that is like beneficial to my growth to the maximum, because I have to experience it either way is like, that's kind of like the gift that I got from all that meditation that I did. I'm very good at looking for those things. I'm very good at like seeing the light in those, in those experiences. I'm very good at being aware of like, like, oh man, I'm going to have two good hours tonight. I'm going to like upload this, you know, this episode, I'm going to post it and it's going to be great. And I'm going to lay in bed and breathe and just be happy. And that is not connected to the conditions of my life. Mm. That's like, like what else, you know, that's like the greatest gift I could even ask for, you know, for someone that was like, you know, has dealt with like, you know, depression or lack of a social infrastructure in my life or lack of, you know, like whatever, whatever I think the issues were is like being able to have that hour tonight before I fall asleep to just breathe and be okay. That's what it's all about, man. Like that's what, that's where, that's the fruit. You know, that's the thing that I got out of it. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't sound like something you want, I understand. But like, you know, if 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 you're dealing with difficult things in your life, I don't know what else to. I don't know what else to say. Like I tell tell people all the time, like 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 just do yoga and appreciate what you have. Just do meditation and learn to appreciate what you have, and you know, learn to use use those tools to see what's blocking you from what you're trying to do and what you know so on and so forth whatever i can i'm I'm a broken record i'm sure i'm like repeating things i've already said at this point but like it's just like you know being able to like feel like like you have control over something and what better to have control over than your own like relationship with your human experience Mm -hmm. Right? your own awareness and your own body your yeah. own right, relationship to your body and mind. yeah because it's it's not always good and it's not always bad but learning to ease in and appreciate the good and um you know compassionately deal with the bad makes things a whole lot easier yeah yeah and i think that both both buddhism and I mean, I've experienced meditation a lot outside of Buddhism, um, but both of those things have really just given me the ability to do that, to experience the good with the bad. And man, I the connection. We, you talked a little bit about meditating with others. Um, there are, I mean, there are a ton of people who meditate alone, um, and then I'm sure there are also people who like, absolutely, there are other people who meditate with others, you know. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what your experience has been, like the difference there? Um, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So like meditating with myself tends to be more homework. It's mm-hmm. what It's what I take home from the class to do on my own time. It's like, hey, like, I'm not going to, like, 
tell people about that weird phrase that keeps coming up in my meditation. I might tell people that there is a phrase, but I'm not going to like share to, you know, commute, you know, share, share to people this, you know, the track, you know, the, you know, the, the bits of the track that play, but to me, the bits of the track that are playing, you know, that tape that keeps playing with the, you know, you, you, you know, you suck or you're terrible at art or you don't, don't, don't deserve things or like whatever is like, that that tells me something important about myself and how I view myself and like how things are, you know, being able to sort of analyze that, see it when it's happening, bring it back to awareness of the event, and then perhaps work on the underlying things that are causing that track to play. Well, then that's something that improves, you know, like like that's something that I can do on my own. Yeah. And then meditating with a group ten, tends to be more like this is playtime. Like, like this is the fun part. Like this is when you get to like, you know, exuberantly express, you know, um, you know, like with others. I, I, I find that there's kind of like a texture difference, like too, like meditating on my own is, is like great, great for self-regulation, all that good stuff. But like meditating with people, like it's just like cotton candy. It's like the fun stuff, mm. you know, like, like, like that's the way I view it is like, it tends to be a bigger experience. It's easier for everyone to sort of enter the experience. I find like people have better sessions together than by themselves. So if like you are struggling with mindfulness or you're struggling with getting lost in your thoughts or bring, you know, if you can only sit still for like a minute or two by yourself, doing it with others sort of magnifies those things. It allows you to, you know, not the bad parts, but like, you know, the, you know, being able to do it longer, being able to do it um, more, you know, more efficiently. It, it, it just seems like it's like a better practice overall with other people. And uh, I, I think that there's, I'm going to go on a freaking rant about our, you know, culture of you know stoic individualists out there but like there are some things that are you know you get get bigger benefits by doing it together and doing it with a community and uh i just 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 one last rant and then i'll ask you the same thing but like yeah, I, have a friend, I have a friend who um he is he is not um someone who's explicitly in a 12-step recovery. He's not someone that is like his 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 addiction is a process addiction. And he went there and he's like, man, this is so good. I I get why people meditate together. This is so much better. And it was like really cool to see someone that was like, you know, I'm not, it's not a bad thing. I don't even know I'm even need to say anything about it but like he's like as close to a a normal person as i've ever met whereas like you know he, he he's not in therapy he's not in any of this stuff it's just like he's just like goes there and he gets it mm. and it's like what a, like that's why i like freaking dharma recovery is because it's such a big container yeah for, for different sorts of people's experiences you know it's just like the biggest net you can possibly cast um, the most, you know, the most perspectives, the most opinions, man, let's do it. Like I'm not. It's the human experience. All of it is. And we experience pain and suffering in different ways, but those differences do not mean we cannot learn from each other. 
Right, man. I I spend time with quote unquote normal people all the time, which like one day we'll do an episode where you define what that means because you talk you say it a lot. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I spend a lot of time with people who are not in recovery from alcohol and, and drugs and stuff, you know. Um but we all have life stuff, you know, and I learn so much from them and they maybe learn some things from me. And either way, that connective practice um and I've meditated with people who are not you know and I love it I miss I miss Sunday night meditation with my whole heart man my whole heart uh but it is it's a beautiful thing I agree to meditate with other people and I do think that it enhances the experience and I think having the space to to discuss or not afterwards um is also a really really like precious thing I uh I, I would love to revisit this again and again because there's so like, you know, you could I I could talk about this quite a bit. And I think down below on the YouTube in the comments, I'm gonna link some um some stuff. Um because I think there's a couple videos that might summarize some of the things I was trying to say um very well from a much more practiced perspective. Um but um kind of wind it down here. Uh do you want to do a little five-minute meditation at the end of this to give people a taste of what it's like to practice with the almighty Rio and Theo? Oh, hush. Just all the people. <laughs> that, is, that is Sean being a spaz. A Rio, well, a Rio being a spaz. Is that I would love to be able to share a little bit of like my practice with people who maybe haven't experienced my practice. Are you going to like, are you going to stay? Are you going to do the? Yeah, let's just do a, a yeah. five minute. Oh my God. I can just do you like. You guys a... are in for a fucking treat then. Well, let's hope so. No, no pressure. You know, it's at the end of like, a, of, you know, 50 minute recording. So we can't redo it. Whatever it's going to be is what it's going to be. So let's find out together. Mm with Rio and Theo. Okay. So for those on Spotify, we're doing a quick stretch. So I suppose to begin, go ahead and stretch, move around a little bit. Bring your arms above your head, roll your shoulders back. Get settled just a little bit. If you're a fan of Dharma recovery, it might sound like make any small adjustments you need to make. Find a position that'll allow you to remain calm for the duration of the meditation. And to start, Let's take three deep breaths together, all the way up to the top of your lungs. Hold for just a second, and then let it out all the way down to the soles of your feet.
And after we've done that, let's begin with the breath, bringing our awareness to the in and out of our breathing. You may be thinking, you may be a little bit stressed out. You may be a little bit confused, but whatever your mind is saying, just, just let it say whatever it wants to say and just focus on your breath. If your attention gets pulled away for a second, that's totally okay. That can happen an infinite number of times. And every time you're aware that it happens, you could just gently bring your attention back. And we do this over and over and over again. Any judgment about how we're doing or how we feel, just bringing awareness into it and just watching that. Anything that's happening in the room or the car, it's, it's just what it is just trying to allow reality to be exactly as it is for this time. Pain, discomfort, anger, joy, happiness, whatever you're experiencing, it's okay to feel that. Give yourself permission to feel exactly what you're feeling and to think exactly what you're going to feel. And if you find yourself getting distracted by those thoughts or the feelings, just bringing it back to the in and out of your breathing. 
after we've gotten nice and comfortable doing that, go ahead and just for the end of this, bring your awareness to the top of your head. And just feel what's there. Just be aware of your scalp. Perhaps, perhaps the expression that's on your face. See if that can be softened just a bit. Perhaps there's a little bit of tension in your cheeks or your jaw. And while we're up here in the face, Let's bring, our, let's bring our awareness to our neck. I bet there's some tension there that could be let go of and relaxed into. With every breath you take, there can be a little bit more of a softening and a letting go of your shoulders. With every breath, there can be a relaxing of your, of your upper back. And look at that, we're right back to the breath, our chest. This next out breath you take, go ahead and let your awareness fall down, down to your pelvic floor, down to the base of your spine. Just be aware of what's there. You don't need to worry about it or bring any judgment to it. Just be aware of what you're feeling. And then as you continue to breathe, you can bring your awareness down to your knees. See if there's any letting go of tension or softening that you can do to your legs. Rock your feet just a little bit. And with these last few breaths, just be aware of your feet as they contact the ground. You might be on the second floor of a building or in a car that's lift it off the earth. You can still try to connect to the grounding that it exists as, as we connect to the earth. 
And then we bring it back to the breath for just a second. And as we end the meditation, let's try and take three big deep breaths like we did at the beginning. If you feel the need to do so, you can either, I mean, you can even lift your hands above your head, really stretch open your chest, take three deep breaths with me. All the way in to the top. Hold for just a second. And then all the way down to the soles of your feet. Now open your eyes and return your attention to the space around you. You just meditated for a few minutes with Rio and Theo. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually too relaxed from that to finish the podcast. I don't even care anymore. Yeah, no, I think that's a great insight. Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, I don't even know what to do with my hands right now. Theo, do you love everyone next week? Are we going to talk about different types of meditation? I don't even know. It's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. And then next week, see what it is. But I do. I love you all. Thank you. I probably love most of you as well. So <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving us your time and attention for this period of time. And uh, if you like the meditation, comment below. Yeah, so this is this has been another episode for you and Theo Talk Recovery and get real cozy together because my God, I need a nap. Yeah. Oh, very good. I'm gonna go sit in the sun again. Awesome. I'll see y'all kids next week.